Welcome to Before It Breaks, a home maintenance repair podcast where we provide expert advice and tips on how to keep your home in top shape. From fixing leaky faucets to patching drywall and everything in between, our knowledgeable hosts will guide you through the process of DIY home repairs. We'll also cover preventative maintenance to help you avoid costly repairs down the road. So whether you're a seasoned DIYer or a novice homeowner, join us for practical advice and solutions to keep your home running smoothly. Welcome to the show where we talk about everything home. Today, we're going to talk paint and we're joined by Matthew, owner and operator of Matt the Painter here in Billings, Montana. How are you today? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Um, So as you know, this podcast, we talk everything home and today we're talking about not just paint, but uh, covering surfaces, paint, stains, you name it, that kind of thing. Um, and Matt here, how long have you been a painter? Oh, geez. It's been, <laughs> it's hard to kind of quantify that. So I grew up in the, the trade. My father's a painting contractor back in Wisconsin. So I painted throughout high school and college and a little bit after college. And, um, and then I've had my business here in Billings for 15 years. So, um, yeah, it's been, I guess, over, over 20 years total. So. Yeah, so I suppose if uh, if it needs painting, anything of that such such, then you've uh, probably done it. <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's still a lot of stuff I haven't done, but uh, yeah, I've done quite a bit, and um, always have something new that's coming across my my plate and making me kind of scratch my head and like, all right, what do we do here? But that's 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 fun trying to figure those things out. Right. Well, and with anything home, every home is different, regardless of how much you know. Um, so, well, starting right off, what are some of the common mistakes that homeowners make when attempting to paint their homes themselves that you've seen? I guess it would kind of depend upon too, um, you know, are we talking like the inside of their house or outside of their house? Well, let's start mainly with the inside because I mean, a lot of DIYers, they don't want to get up on a ladder and do the outside for the most part, but they'll grab a brush and go to you know, the local store and get the garbage paint that's cheap and start slinging it. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. 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 So, yeah, I guess, you know, things that we kind of see on the the inside is, you know, a lot of people will take on a bigger project and, um, you know, they start off with the best intentions and start to do a good job, but then they realize, you know, how time consuming it is. And um, they might be a little bit more uh, focused on the details as they're starting off. But as the time continues to go on, uh, they get a little bit hurried to finish the project. And then their attention to detail starts to fade. So the the quality of the work, just because they get in this mode where they just want to get it done. And they just don't realize the amount of prep, too, is one of the other things that we see that uh, they just kind of start to open up the can of paint and start painting. Well, there's a lot of things as far as masking off and getting the surfaces prepped and ready in a condition where it's going to, uh, you know, because the prep is everything is having a sound surface and a surface that's going to look good when you're, you're finished painting it. So those are kind of some of the, the common things that we see the level of prep and kind of the attention to the detail over the course of the time when you have a, a larger project. So uh, real briefly, you spoke of preparation and and with any project, preparation is the key. Um, What are some of the most important steps for preparation? 
in just kind of general? Yeah, just making sure that you have everything kind of covered as kind of as your as your foundation, right? Just you know, protecting floors and other surfaces that aren't going to get paint, um, and then just you know identifying the the areas and the surfaces uh, where there might be some cracks and holes where you want to prepare those and get those ready for paint and um, to the level. Some people want to refurbish their walls and have them look. In, you know, like a brand new home. Some people, they don't care. They're just more uh, focused on just the color change. In that case, you don't have to go to, to those extremes. Uh, so just getting those two things are kind of the, the start of, you know, making sure everything's covered and then getting those surfaces properly prepped up to your expectations and what you desire to, to have that finished result look like before you start opening up that can of paint and putting paint on the walls and ceiling or, or trim. Right, right. Well, and product is also a big one as well. You could, you could have every best intention and you could you could Q-tip your entire house getting ready for paint and, and a perfect prep and have a, a, a garbage product, have a, a low rate product. Um, how do you determine what's a good product? Um, so we have products that we've used on a regular basis over the course of time. So uh, some of the, the products are just more user friendly for pro professionals that are doing this every day. And some products are going to be more friendly to homeowners and somebody that's doing a, a D, DIY project. Uh, I would say every you know company out there is making a decent paint nowadays, but uh, there are different grades of paint from each manufacturer. For example, like Sherwin-Williams, they'll have their lower grade paints that um, they just don't apply as, as well and aren't as, as user-friendly, even to, to some of the pros. And then they'll have some higher grade and mid-level uh, paints that are very easy to use and uh, you can just get some really good results without having to overwork the, the product. So in general, I mean, kind of take the scope of your project and, and go to the paint store, any paint store and ask the guy behind the counter and kind of go from there. I mean, is that decent advice? Yeah, I think do, do your research. Um, talk to you can talk to uh, somebody at the, at the paint store and they will uh, be able to guide you into making the, the right decisions. Uh, I always prefer to use, you know, for example, like a Sherwin-Williams or a local paint store. Uh, they just seem to have more professional knowledge and that's kind of their focus is, is selling paint. So they'll know which grades to set you up with just so that your project is a success. Well, here's a another big question I get asked all the time as a handyman as well. I mean, we do we do a little bit of painting, spot painting, and stuff like that. Um, nothing in the professional realm. Um, popcorn ceilings, paint them mm -hmm. or don't. Yeah, so I think long term, it's with painting is very situational, and it depends upon your circumstance and what you're trying to do. Um, if you're planning on, uh, you know listing and selling the house in a few years it may make sense to paint them and just have everything clean or depending upon the area of town you're in you know updating them and having them scraped and textured and primed and painted it's going to just increase the value of of the home and just give you a, uh, a better a better surface and a better showing when you go to to, to list it so it just kind of depends the popcorn ceilings are are dated uh, I just saw one last week when we were in and, you know, they didn't want to go to the extent of, of scraping them and, and texturing them, just wanted to, to paint them. 
So it's kind of a, a situational uh, based upon the circumstances that, that you're in. But for the most part, a lot of people, if they can have it, they will try to, you know, update and remove those uh, popcorn ceilings and have some, some new texture up there just because the popcorn can, can and, and it does date the, the house with the overall look. Uh, and it just kind of depends too, is some of the, the popcorn ceilings are really heavy uh, where they've got a quite a heavy texture. I'm sure you've seen that and others, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's not that bad. So uh, it just kind of depends upon your goals and objectives and, uh, what you're, what you're looking for. And we've seen also that, uh, um, in just about every case, people decide to paint that popcorn. Uh, it almost doubles the cost of removal because the paint blocks the water. And then they, now you're, you're sanding and scraping versus just wetting and scraping. So that's something exactly. to mind and, and consider in the future as well. Um, yeah, that's definitely a, a great point. That's something that we bring up to the, the homeowners is they're, you know, uh, explaining what the options are and um, you know, what can, can happen if you don't, or what can happen if, if you do. So. Well, in every industry, technology is changing and, you know, in paint, in the paint world, a brush and paint, the roller, what nothing changes. Well, it mm -hmm. does. <laughs> um, as far as uh, homeowners are concerned, what type of newer technology would you recommend to help them out or to make it easier or, you know, trends or things like that? Yeah, I guess as far as the, the technology that's um, changed with the, the paint products, um, more of it I'm seeing is uh, on the, you know, the hotter trends that I'm, I'm watching is with cabinet paints as they're evolving and those are probably the higher end coatings that are going on cabinets versus what has been used in the past. But those aren't as homeowner friendly to, to use you know, the products that you're going to want to have uh, in the hands of uh, a professional that's doing it every day. And there's some pretty nice industrial wood coatings that will hold up uh, just as well as if you were to get a brand new painted cabinet. And you can repaint those those cabinets and get that look and get that feel and get that 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 durability that people are after. Um, so that's kind of one of the big technology things that I'm seeing is just as these coatings evolve, uh, that they're just getting better and, and better. And that goes back to what I said earlier. You know, all the the companies are making some decent lines of, of paint. Um, it's not as um, it's more of a, a situation where you're getting into the grade of paint that that manufacturer is, um, is offering. And then as far as trends go, you know, we've seen over the course of time, um, you know, the grays, right, on the inside of houses being really popular. And before that, it seemed to be the beiges. And right now we're seeing a couple things just where people just trying to lighten the overall look inside their, their house. or so just looking for lighter colors, trying to get away from the, the grays, the whites have become popular choices for, for people to, to select. Seeing less accent walls year two of, of late, they're still nice to have, but we're just not seeing them as, as much um, as, as we have in the, the past. Yeah, things things are moving, things are changing. Um, and I'm not sure who's driving that market, the builder talking people into it or people thinking it looks good. So, yeah. I don't know. We see it in our industry a lot too, not with just paint, but with, you know, type of doors and type of handles and cabinets and things like that. <clears throat> um, so, it's springtime. Things are warming up. What about decks? What do you recommend mm -hmm. for 
you know, just pressure wash it and throw some throw some paint on it, or I mean, that bare deck over stuff, that really thick stuff. What yeah? What do you really recommend with something like that? So the the decks again go back to one of my my phrases every you know um, deck is going to have a different circumstance and the end result that you're trying to achieve with it. Uh, the decks, the wood decks. They're great and they're beautiful at first when they're built, but if you're not keeping up on the, the maintenance, uh, then they can become, you know, uh, a labor of of love or hate, depending upon how you, you look at it. But um, if you have like a semi-transparent stain on your, your deck and you've got that beautiful wood deck that looks awesome in the beginning, those horizontal surfaces, you have to understand you're going to have to be maintaining those probably every two years to keep up with it. Uh, your spindles, if those are wood, are gonna you're gonna get a little bit longer life out of those before the the sun and the the moisture or even the hail is is breaking those those down. So with the semi-transparents, those are kind of the nicer ones that you kind of envision, um, where you see kind of a, like a log home, and it's it's showing that that wood grain. And then over time, if people are looking for more durability and not having to uh, you know, restain their deck every two years and maintaining that semi-transparent where stain, which is, is tough to do and it starts to get expensive. They'll transition over to a solid stain. So a solid stain is a stain. It looks like a paint. It just doesn't have the sheen. And uh, so you can get any color that you you want and you'll start to, to see that be, uh, you know, people move over to, to those the, the deck over products, those real thick coatings that, that you mentioned, um, those are kind of a last resort. And you have to realize that once you put those coatings on, that you're basically, you, you know, hey, this is that because um, you can't remove those coatings as, as easy. And when they do fail, uh, they're very difficult to remove. And you're almost at a, a, a point where you're going to be looking at replacing the, the deck and then some of those coatings too, over the course of time, there's been class action lawsuits against uh, some of those companies in the past. So we've, you know, we've looked at some of those decks and um, kind of consulted on, on those where they've had those products on, but it just becomes so labor intensive and costly to, to remove those, those coatings. And I think there's maybe been two decks in my 15 years of, of uh, here in Billings where we've actually, tried to remove that and it's just um cheaper yeah, so to I replace would, it at that point huh yeah you're getting down that too because even if the costs were a little bit cheaper it's just you can't warranty that that product and if you're looking at to have to be going out there and doing some maintenance on them um every couple of years that starts to add up too and um problem with that coating is they were advertising it and marketing it as you know hey this will save your deck which you know so you're taking a board that's already kind of suspect because it's cracked and soft and probably cupping uh and you're putting this this coating on it and that's just you know the last the last resort and that's true and i was told that some of the uh, thick coatings uh uh help retain water and make it rot faster. I mean, potentially. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. such a thick coating that nothing can get out. Exactly. Yep. And you need that, as you mentioned, that, that deck to breathe. Yeah. So what about, I mean, we're all about DIY or DI, 
do you don't? Um, mm-hmm. What about some safety precautions homeowners should be taking, like potentially yeah. toxic materials off a ladder? I mean, what what would you recommend for safety versus, you know, I should just find somebody to do this for me? Yep. So um, the great thing with the paints is they've evolved over uh, the years as a lot of stuff uh, has the, the low VOCs. So they're not like the paints, you know, from back in the day that just will fume you out. Um, so that's been a nice progression in terms of uh, technology. So there's less concern about that, but there are products too, such as stains and some of the oil-based primers that still can be, um, you know, just let off those fumes. Um, but you mentioned the the ladders and that's the biggest thing is staying off of, of ladders as we get older too, and climbing and moving around and somebody were to fall or get hurt. I mean, you just look at that, that cost of, you know, being out of work, you know, being in the hospital, broken bones, things of that nature. It's just not, not worth it. Good and point. a lot of our clients, you know, they'd reach out to us and say, Hey, I used to do this myself, but I just, I'm not, not as comfortable on, on ladders anymore. And it's, or their spouses like saying, Hey, we're, I'm not letting, you know, her go up the ladder. I'm not letting him go up the ladder anymore. I just, I don't want anything to, to happen. So it's just, it's not worth it in terms of um, somebody getting hurt and the things that we talked about, just, you know, the hospital bills, the loss of income from not being able to work and just the overall stress of, of doing it. Yeah. We, we hear that a lot in the industry too. You know, uh, we, we go change light bulbs, high ceilings. Mm-hmm. It, it yep. sounds ridiculous, but they're, you know, 60s, 70s are like, yeah, I don't want to fall. I'd rather pay $200 to change the light bulb than, you know, 10000 for a broken hip. Yep. yep. <laughs> Cheap insurance. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how do people find the right painter, if you will? How, how do, you know, hey, I want to paint the inside of my house. What questions and things like that should you ask a painter to know they're legit, you know? Yep. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think do your due diligence and ask and, and talk around looking for somebody that's been in the business for a while. This isn't their, their first rodeo. Um, and just, I think a big thing, and I don't get asked it very often, as much as I hope to, but, um, you know, that they're properly insured and carrying the right paperwork. Always great to ask for, for references to, you can see past jobs that they've, they've done. Um, you know, reviews, testimonials are also, also great, but I think it's just kind of asking around, seeing things and then, you know, moving forward with the project and uh, you could also kind of test them out depending upon, you know, whether it's a painter or another contractor, just having them do something small first, just to see how things are progressing and, and, and working out on, on that thing before you move to, let's say, Hey, let's paint the whole house. Now, you know, they've got to, you know, they've done a great job with this one bedroom and maybe it was a bathroom and, you know, the quality is there, the um, communication is there and uh, you, you feel confident with, with moving forward. Well, and you mentioned, you know, ask if they're insured. Well, yes. in our industry, for I know for sure, I get asked all the time, are you insured? And I say, mm-hmm. yes, nobody ever asked me to prove it. Yep. So, you know, and I'm prepared. I've got my insurance to prepared to do it, but nobody ever asked me to prove it. So just asking isn't enough. It's like, well, let me see it. Yep. You know, I mean, and nobody does it. Yep. 
And, and as a contractor, and I'm sure you feel the same way, I, I respect that more when somebody asks me for that because I know that that person is very serious about who they're going to have on their home, and I know we're going to check the boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then I, the last one here I get asked quite a bit is uh, concrete, driveway, sidewalks. Um, mm -hmm. And I've asked concrete people. I've asked other contractors, and it's kind of a mixed batch of can I paint my concrete? Some say no because the concrete wicks water and it'll chip up. And some say yes, go ahead. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest? Yeah, so that to be candid with you isn't um, uh, a service that we offer. You know, the painting is such a, a wide scope of things that you can can do. So we always refer those to kind of a, a specialist in that area. As far as painting it, I mean, there's things you can do if you want to color that. Um, whether it's an outside concrete surface or like an interior, like a garage that you're trying to refinish, you know, there's stains, there's epoxies, there's polyureas. So there's different products for different situations and, um, you can find something that is going to, going to work for that situation and just having somebody that, um, as we just chatted, that's, you know, an expert in that and has done a lot of, uh, um, whether it's that, you know, a painted look that you're looking for or a stained look on that, that concrete. But um, I always like to say, you know, basically anything can be coated. It's just a matter of, is it, you know, putting together the, the right coating or paint or stain for that surface. And then just, you know, what the expectations in terms of longevity are going to be for it based upon uh, the current condition of it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, that's kind of all I got for you. Um, if anybody wants some more information or wants to hire you or just has any questions, how can they get a hold of you? Yep. So uh, you can get a hold of us here. You know, the, the local number is 697-5135. Then we have our, our vanity phone number. So as long as you're calling from a 406 area code, it's 1-800-PAINTING. Um, you can check us out online at mattthepainter.com. Uh, those are kind of some of the, the easiest ways to, to reach out to us. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to answer any sort of questions that you may have in regards to a project, whether you're doing it yourself or trying to find the, the right contractor to work with. All right. And I will have all those links and information in the show notes. Um, thank you for joining me today. It's been interesting and always a pleasure. Definitely. Well, I appreciate uh chatting with you today and uh the honor was mine to, to visit with you about uh, talking paint something that i'm passionate about and love uh as you can tell love visiting with people and educating them on the the industry yep. thank you much all right bye thank you that's all the time we have for today's episode we hope you found our tips and advice helpful for maintaining and repairing your home remember taking care of your home is an ongoing process so make sure to stay proactive and address any issues as soon as they arise. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to us on our website or social media channels. The links will be in the description. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here at Before It Breaks.